0: no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
2: the Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes glory, 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 glory,
3: glory, hi this is
4: Ryan Mason I'm really looking forward to seeing you at the Spurs Show end of season event at 100 Club on May 16th. Go to live.spurshow.net for tickets. See you there.
3: Hello, good evening welcome to this week's special edition. Uh, for those of you here, this is a special top Spurs Show season ticket event live from the Albany in central London. Great. There we are. Already drowning in their sorrows, already drowning their sorrows from that abject mess that we saw the weekend. Anyway, welcome, I'm Mike Lee. Uh, I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Theo Delaney. Good evening. A direct from the U.S. football coach. She's back, Mr. The Voice of Doom, Robert Eastom. Hi Mike And a sports writer, big Tottenham fan, author of "This's Been the Wonderful." White Hart Lane, the Spurs glory is, I'm sure most of you got this in the room, if not go and get it, written (laughs) by Martin Lipton.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Great picture. I love the sepia, the sepia look on the cover. There we go. Right, tonight I'm afraid we have to look back at the weed that was. It started not brilliantly at Brighton and got far, far worse at Wembley. Um, So we'll do that. Then we'll try and sort of... Raise our hopes by talking about Watford. Uh, before we do that, don't forget this season we are teamed up with Ladbrokes, bring you plenty of specials. So for your special bets, the best one being will Spurs qualify for Champions League? Go to bet.spursshow.net. I know Chelsea are fourteen to one. I'll tell you that already. <laughs> and don't forget, well, this is the uh, season ticket event. You can get a Spurs Show season ticket, oh, season ticket, and be at these wonderful events. The next one is May the 16th at the 100 Club um, with expert Ryan Mason uh, to get your season tickets, which are £10 a month. So for basically a tenner, you can come along next month to see Ryan Mason. Go to season.spurshow.net. Right, gentlemen. Um, obviously a very difficult week for Spurs fan. It was Deja Vu, Groundhog Day, all over again. <laughs> uh, we'll talk in this show about The team selection, Pochettino, are we punching above our weight? All the kind of things that sort of Spurs fans are doing. Come on, it's not that bad. Look where we are. And fans of a certain age go, we want a trophy, we want a trophy. All those kind of things. I'll open this up. I'll start with you, Martin. Obviously, you know, your job is writing about football. So you sit in all these press conferences Mm -hmm. many, many times with various Spurs managers over the year, which we can touch on later. But Pochettino, obviously, this week came out with there is a little bit. He said about whether it's me or somewhere else kind of line that most press have picked up on. On What I picked up on, which no one has kind of really mentioned, and I, I, this is a direct quote from a question in the press conference, Pochettino said, yes, the most difficult thing in football is to be realistic because no one wants to be realistic. But at some point, you need to be realistic and our fans need to be realistic. Of course, it's good to be focused at some point. If we believe in that process, the Tottenham process, or the way that we're working, it will be so easy to face teams like City United and we'll be capable of winning, of course, some games. But in most of the games, we are going to struggle to compete There's a huge shift from what he said last week with this, the project, this is what, we're doing things differently. He's
4: effectively said that we're not going to get where most fans want to be. That's a a message to one person, (laughs) isn't it? I think we all know that person is. He's slightly taller than me and got similar lack of hair. And, um, yeah, therein lies the issue. I think um, a lot of the the reaction from Pochettino on, on Saturday was, born of just sheer frustration because he knew it was down it was on him that he hadn't done what he should have done he had a poor game managerially and that doesn't happen very often but he did and he knew it and he felt frustrated at himself and in those moments of of disappointment and sometimes despair you you start flashing out and he did Mm. and he had a a message for for daniel levy and the board um, which they'll doubtless have heard, but I'm sure he'd have said that to them privately before. This time he did it publicly to make, make his point. I don't think anyone can pretend it wasn't what we wanted on Saturday. It was bloody awful, wasn't it? second half was a, a mess. It never looked like scoring at any point in the game. Um, and the substitutions he made didn't work, and his selection decisions... Look like mistakes in the aftermath of the game. And if you win, if they score the second goal and probably go and win three and four, everyone's saying brilliant. Mm. But it didn't work like that, and therefore the manager's got to take some degree of responsibility. And I think he does. But he's also trying to put out, he's put his cards on the table and and say to the board, if you really want me to be what you want me to be, you've got to give me the the tools and the weapons to. To do that, and I think that needs a, basically means a stronger squad, a proper backup centre forward who can score a goal rather than only score hat tricks against Mickey Mouse opposition in the FA Cup. Um, other options through the team, they, they need to be there. I think that the, the weakness of the squad was laid bare in that second half because nobody could change the game.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Theo, I mean, you've always been
3: an optimistic fan. Yeah, you can argue that okay, but as I said at the top of the show. We're Still punching above our weight, and Pochettino has always publicly, you know, sort of gone along with the sort of Levy line. You know, the, the stories are Levy loves him because he wants to recruit within and bring the youth through and all that. But that was clearly don't just give me the money, I'll, I'll sell Toby and Danny, and you'll give me the usual Spurs way you can use that money to buy players. That was clearly. This, this the the project isn't working. We can make it work, but I need more. D- did you read it that way? Yeah, I mean that bit that you just read out
2: sounded a lot like that. And uh, but I agree with Martin that it was a, it was born out of frustration and emotion mm. that he said that. It's, not, it's uncharacteristic of him to say that. Mm. I also agree that it, it's obvious what he's saying. He has had us punch above our weight. We're sixth. Our weight is sixth, and we always you know we always uh, finish higher than that. And and so it's obvious. So you know, we should finish sixth on based on the money. We we finish second or third most years. So, uh, and he doesn't normally say it because he likes to be positive. Mm-hmm. But it's undeniable. It's just it's a simple fact. But but at the same time, of course, we could have won that. Like you say, we could have won that game. It could have gone well. We could have got the second goal when when Dyer hit the post. That could have gone in. They could their heads could have gone down. We could have won. And that, that's football. We all forget. That. We all analyze it to death. That's what we're <laughs> here for, of course. That's what we're doing. But it's, it's those tiny margins. Mm. And w- imagine the mood here. And we'd all be saying, we, we, we start to question the whole fundamentals and everything now. But that goal, that ball is, you know, the deflection takes it six inches to the right we're having a completely different conversation. and So I think it was an emotional outburst as much as anything.
3: Mm. I mean, I thought the players afterwards said the right thing. Quite clearly disappointed and and Ali, Then they talked about, as players, not doing things right. Rob, obviously you're a coach now in America. <laughs> Martin talks about managerially, he got it wrong. Would, would, you, would you agree with that? Do you think having certain players starting, would have that made a big difference? All
1: right. I mean, I don't think that that's the... For me, it isn't the issue. Um, I, you know, what Theo's saying about if we hit the post and if this and if that, you know, if, if, if my mother had Will, she'd be a trolley, wouldn't she? I mean, the bottom line is, is that, <laughs> that watching that second half, there looked to me like a group of players and a manager that had no um, desire to win a football match. And that's a massive worry for me. Well, that's—I
3: mean—to to hear you say that is,
1: is a massive. Thing that's because... a massive worry, and anybody who was at that game must have been looking at their watch, thinking, "Is—is is it really 15 minutes to go? We, we're not mustering up a, a run off the ball. There's no urgency. There's nothing coming off the bench. It was just a team that looked like they were quite content to um, be beaten, which they were, uh, to give up, which they did." and i've been doing this podcast a long time with you do you have. and usually uh, my my biggest um, uh, uh, anger about it is that sometimes this is too much cozy chit chat if this was arsenal tv now there'd be people swearing and shouting and screaming and, and okay we're not we're not about that we're but better
3: we're better than that I we're suppose.
1: better than that we're better, we're better than better that people. but the fact of the matter is i left that stadium absolutely livid mm. at the thought that a Spurs team would go out and give a performance like that. It wasn't the defeat, it was the manner of the defeat. There was no heart, there was no leadership, there was no desire, there was no will, there was no... Now, if you're talking about managerial, well, that's where it comes from the manager, doesn't it? I mean, I'm a coach. If my team played like that, I'd walk away and think, I'm the one that, that, that coaches this team, I'm the one that puts that team on the field, I'm the one that inspires the team. Brian Clough, for example wouldn't have walked away from a game like that and thought, well, it's because we didn't hit the post, or we didn't do this, or we didn't do that. The fact of the matter is, is that there is a a, uh, a recurring theme since we started these podcasts where managers come along, it's all optimistic and we're all going to do this and we're all going to uh, do, do well and win this and win that and the managers gets on with Levy and then for some reason the wheels come off. They're disheartened. They don't get on with the board. They don't get the support they need. And I've said this year in and year out and this is the reason why I'm, I'm, I come on the show cynical but I don't think the agenda of the club is to go out and win things and be an emotional football club that goes out and wins things the way that Manchester United were talking about it because they're also a big financial institution they're also a massive multi-billion dollar company um, they want to win things and I never hear it I never hear it I mean we've heard this season that the League Cup and the FA Cup isn't really what we're about what well, that- you're saying about Ponchettino talking about being realistic well, being realistic, they are the only two cups that we can possibly win. Yeah. So, well, how can you say that they were second and third the last
4: two years in the league? I mean, it's not as if they've. This is the greatest, best season that the club have had in the Premier League, and we should be grateful for finishing fourth. I mean, there's yeah. a degree of actual disappointment because the bar has been set, how, and how, we could have won. I think last season. If we'd had that, if we'd not had that m- horrible period when Kane was out in October, we'd have won the title because yes, we were the best team. But it's, team it's more half risk, though, isn't
1: it? It's more risk. Yes, the, the reason the reason it isn't possible is because every single season in the, in, in, in the transfer market, we only have a net spend of zero. We can only spend what we get in. Whereas other clubs are spending way above their budgets to try and win trophies and win league titles. This year, we are. 20-odd points off winning the league title. That's, that's, a, that's a country mile off. And in fact, the game last week against Man City showed how far we are off winning the title. Yes, the year of Leicester was a freak year. So many teams going through transition, and we still didn't pull it off. And yes, we never have that backup striker. And yes, we never have uh, world, enough world-class players to go and sustain a, t- a title challenge. But if you talk about um, 20 years now, Next year is 2019, right? 20 years with one League Cup. How on earth can we be sitting here and going, well, it's because he didn't start Lloris, or it's because this, or it's because that. It's 20 years with one League Cup. Any other club in our position would be absolutely horrified by that. Arsenal are insisting a manager who is sacked, are, are, are demonstrating beyond belief, and the man's just won three FA Cup in four years and could possibly win in Europe this year so until the mindset changes i left the stadium on saturday looking around and seeing spurs fans going oh well never mind next year well that's just you know what with that mindset when when is this club ever going to change and 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 feel passionately enough about winning
3: things we need to we need to have a quick break now here's some messages The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. and we're back. Martin, do you think managerially again? He came out during the week in all the pre-cup um, semi-final press conference, and basically again, sort of said, "Yes, we'd like to win it, but it's not that important." Do you think psychologically with players that doesn't help when you when when you say those things, or do you think as a no, professional player, I don't you think still that had out?
4: any impact or effect on the performance at all. You could look at the, the players after... I know you, we can argue the performance was, was poor, but I don't think any of them wanted to lose. They wanted to win. If anything, sometimes... I think the biggest problem at any club it isn't the fear of losing that you have to conquer. It's the fear of winning. Mm. What it takes to find a way to win. And it's bloody difficult. Mm. And particularly now when you've got uh, a league which is dominated by huge sums of of money and teams that just fall short do it because of uh, moments of weakness and why did we lose on, on Saturday because we made two appalling defensive mistakes which both got mm. punished Yeah. and on if you know if if Vorm stands up and saves the second goal we might have still been in the tie because we, we didn't deserve anything second half there was nothing in the game we showed nothing at all no ambition there was no it, no, no penetration, that no was, sense was, of inspiration. That was a
3: surprise, wasn't it?
4: But you know that, let's, no one's actually made it. why were we struggling on Saturday more than anything else? Because the centre forward was not fit yeah, and he's our best player. Clearly yeah. pushed out there not fit. I know, I know, I know, look, I went on to Brighton on, on Saturday and I sat behind the goal. Bizarrely, I was put in the disabled section, which may be a statement about my writing, but that's another issue. And I'm um, with my eight-year-old boy and we're watching the warm-up and Ollie says to me, Dad, Harry's not fit.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> think you are concerned. And I can
4: say, he said, what? I said, yeah, look at him. He's, he's slow on the turn, he, he's not shooting with his Christmas. You, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and if
2: my eight-year-old can spot it, surely he shouldn't have been picked. Really, should he? Well, you he could have put Son so. up front and started but Lucas Moore or, or Lamela.
4: Isn't one of the reasons he played is because actually Jones and Smalling are shit scared mm. of him? They're yeah, absolutely, absolutely. terrible. We saw that at home this season. The White
3: Hart Lane Jones yeah, like a pub player. They
4: can't play. So you put him on the and that was why we was what was why we were good in the first twenty mm. until they worked out that actually he wasn't right. yeah.
3: yeah.
4: But you're right. Maybe we should have played... And look at Brighton. What did he do on, on Tuesday at Brighton? He dropped Kane into 10 second half and played lead yeah. because Kane couldn't get away from Dunk and the other centre yeah. half. They were useless. Yeah. Mm. But he couldn't... Because he's not... He's, he's such a good player that he scores even when he's not fit. But against decent players,
1: that shows. But, but, but in Manchester United's own words, they, they were average themselves. They were average. Now, oh, yeah. here's what... Look, we can go on about all the old chestnuts and there was more ifs in, in what you just said. If that and if this... When we went a goal down in the second half, where was the reaction? Now, mm. okay. this is the sinister part. Of I, me. I, I am a football coach now. One thing, I can't guarantee my team will win, or I can't guarantee my team will play well, but you look for a reaction. That was the most surprising thing for me There was no reaction Zero reaction But that was on the bench as much as on the pitch On the bench and on the field And whatever reflects which one I'm not too sure I don't know whether the players No reaction Because the reaction on the bench is We don't care about whether we win this or not And I don't know if it's the other way around Whether the, the manager's saying Well look my players don't are not up for it I don't know how can you not be up for a Manchester United semi-final yeah, I don't believe anybody didn't want to
2: win well then where was the reaction because well, there is a weakness and the reaction but that's a psychological flaw isn't it They were their confidence was sapped by going behind
1: having been but we've up. been behind in other games yeah, we, to went to... In we, we went 2-0 down in Juventus you can't possibly tell me we went 2-0 down in Juventus and our reaction was incredible absolutely so but where the, was the yeah, reaction but all on football Saturday.
2: matches are different you can't possibly tell me that those 11 players that were out on the pitch at any given time and the manager were thinking you know what I don't, I don't really want to win this I don't
1: really want to win we might as well just
2: tread water I and believe, just lose
1: I believe that the wind has been taken out of the players' sails because when we've seen us go behind at other matches there has been a reaction but for some weird reason at home because we can't now say oh well Wembley's a problem actually we were at home In a stadium we feel very comfortable in now There was zero reaction Now I have to ask myself Why on earth would that be the case What's the answer Well I've come up with a theory Why is it My theory is that they know The players know that either the manager is going out the door or, or a major player will be going no, out the door don't no, do that. Now, no. Now, so I, therefore they want a to lose split second I'll well, tell you no. something I've been on this show before and said these things and I've been told no 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 and then believe it or not managers have gone like that um, something wasn't right because i tell you something when the final whistle went as well Kane just walked straight off the field. He he, He was gutted. He wasn't gutted. He went straight off the field. He jogged off. Two or three players looked abjectly upset. Three or four weren't that bothered. And it was just a quick walk off. There was something not right about Saturday. There was something not right from the management point of view, which is unusual. And there was something not right from the players. I
3: agree there was something not right because, you know, even uh, a a lot of uh, sports writers have sort of, Taps on the Juventus game and the sucker ball. This was so different to the Juventus mm. game. It wasn't like two quick goals. It was a, okay, it was a Dembele mistake. Um, people's social media were blaming the centre-halves. F- um, they started moving forward when Dembele got the ball, not expecting him to lose the ball. They were out of position. You can't blame them for that. But it, it was the fact that, when did they score the second? Was it 65 minutes, was it? 62 minutes. For 28 minutes, i, I don't remember a chance
4: actually. But you you've got to remember that Mourinho, for all his flaws,
3: he knows how to kill
4: it. He's brilliant at he sucking yeah. the yeah. very life yes. out of a football yeah. match. He's done it, did it a million mm-hmm. times before. That's it's in did. his DNA. It's what he's great at. He has lots of, of, of attributes and lots of failings, but managing football matches he is extremely uh, adept at. Mm. And I think more so in terms of killing games than anybody else. He, he can murder the life out of a football match and he has no compunction in doing it. Yeah. Hmm. and we don't have that in our we team don't have it and all. he did it he did it it was textbook every yeah. single trick every opportunity stay either. down stay down yeah. fall over cram <laughs> all his cobblers
2: unbelievable and that's <laughs> I, tough to but but react you've got, against. Like, but, but you've got two, to be two, strong enough
4: to find a way
2: and I, I wonder whether that.
1: some of the Spurs players are, who are playing on the same field in the same match in the same cup against a team who is probably of the same level are wondering why they're getting paid three times more and I wonder whether Ponchettino who's sitting there now who used to play for Paris Saint-Germain Who's a legend at Paris Saint-Germain, and who Paris Saint-Germain will play? Pay, two two going there. Will will pay two or three more times as much as Spurs will pay, as as well as all the other big clubs in Europe that w- that will probably pay him more. One wonders whether that second goal went in. Whether some of that plays on some of the people's minds in our team, because to be honest with you, I can't come up with a reason. But why would that make you want to lose? Um, I just wonder whether there's, any, there's, there's, some, there's something, some wind that has been taken out of the sails. Because let's put it this way when you say, Mike, that there wasn't a chance on goal, there wasn't even a run. No one even made a run. I think uh, Ericsson laid a couple of balls over the top that no one even bothered running for. I mean, this wasn't just complete and utter, uh, hopelessly giving up on a match. The players simply didn't didn't want to respond. All right, moving forward then. We've got... <laughs> moving forward. Cause You're this, this a miserable is going, son, aren't you? He is. That's why we get him on. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, why
3: man, I said it's a voice of doom. This is why. <laughs> we want to sell get him on. He he did, season, we get him on when there's a mind. mini crisis. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> the listeners go nuts, let me tell you. Yeah, uh, It's like clickbait. Yeah. Um, moving forward, we've got four games. Four mm-hmm. games. Brighton at home, Newcastle yeah, at home. Watford
4: at Sorry, Watford, West Brom, Newcastle, and then, then and, Leicester. And Leicester. You know,
3: do you think there will be a reaction? Do you think Pochettino, you've, you've interviewed Pochettino mm. many times. Um, do, you see, do, do, do you see something really quite sort of bad within this, or do you think
4: it was a blip, would they'll, they'll kick on? The truth is, they haven't played well since the second half against Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. They were poor at Stoke and got away with it. They were poor against City. Who played well on the day. Yeah. Um, They were pretty poor. I thought never looked, and the pitch Mm. didn't help. But that's both teams play on the same pitch, and they were poor for uh, other than 20 minutes on Saturday. Mm. None of those want this season to to fall away. They're in a, a fantastic position in terms of the. The ambition for the season, in truth, was to do better in the Champions League and try and finish in the top four. And if you can win a trophy, great. Realistic ambition. Now, we threw away a chance of winning one trophy in the League Cup. I thought it was a mistake in picking it, but there you you go. He thought they'd win the game with that team. He genuinely expected to win. They played poorly on Saturday. But they've got to get seven points against Watford, West Brom, Newcastle and Leicester. Minim- Chelsea minimum Chelsea win all of those, And Chelsea have got to beat Liverpool, Liverpool who if they beat Liverpool, Liverpool could finish out the top four themselves. Yeah. Mm. Particularly and I think Liverpool got this big you know, they've only got Stoke, but Stoke have got to win to have a chance of staying up, and it's between two legs of the Champions you'd, League.
2: You'd have to be some kind of really miserable kind of pessimist to think we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but we'll know the truth in the first fifteen minutes on Monday. Yes. I think having a nine day break is actually really beneficial yeah a it's a chance for the center forward to get fit b it's a chance for people to clear their heads c it's the chance for the manager to sort himself out because if he's negative they'll be negative mm. so he has got to sort it but we know when he loses he's he, he's negative he comfort eats um he can afford to <laughs> look at the look you know he's a, he's a decent nick he, you know, he eats too much he drinks too much he tells us about that you know he he, he, get, he takes mm. it personally he knows the onus is on him now to sort it. If they go out and splosh Watford, and let's be honest, if you don't splosh Watford, yeah. you don't deserve to be in the Champions League because mm. they they're awful, then everything changes. You know, in terms of, yes, it's been a disappointing season in not winning something, but actually we would have achieved what every pundit was telling us they weren't going to do in, April, in August. So in August, everyone has Spurs at sixth. Mm.
3: Rob, even though you're the voice of doom, beginning, said, beginning of this season, we're playing at Wembley, et cetera, et cetera. If you said then, Champions League, Cup semi-final, really good run for us in the in the Champions League, beating Real Madrid at home, and Dortmund at home, drawing their way, winning at Stanford Bridge the first time since 1990, etc. As We've been going together since the mid-70s. Would you have taken that as a fan?
1: No. Why? I, not? Have win- I, w- I, knew-, I knew that was going to
3: be the answer. I knew that was. Be- I set you up. I'll tear you up. You put it away. Why not?
1: Because I want to win something. The gentleman that just walked through this door. If you'd have asked him at the start of every season, Rob's talking about Alan Mullery. If you'd have asked him at the start of every season, would you be content with uh, fifth and fourth and maybe a quarter final and maybe this, and maybe that? I wonder whether he'd say, yeah, I'll take that. Or whether he'd like to go out and win UEFA Cups, win FA Cups, win trophies, see our fans dancing down the high streets of, White Hart, uh, of, of, of Tottenham High Street on a Sunday on parades. Um, I wonder, I wonder whether you want to ask the same question Yeah, but he well, was part of a team that Mallory. won one huh? trophy in seven years when we were, the, we
4: were, at the start of it, the dominant team in the country. Yeah, but you're
1: asking me a question, would I, would I be satisfied with that? And my answer is no. I, I do not want to go into next season hoping we get to a semi-final. I do not want to go into next season hoping we win a couple of opening round games against sides in the Champions League who then go on way past us after that. No. I do not. I, I want to win something. What about the Chelsea result? Fantastic. I mean, <laughs> fantastic, 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 fantastic. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, great, great highlight of, so One clearly, of, the highlights of the Just touch on that
3: because you're talking about the players, whatever. That game at Sandwich, ha- do you think we've got the nucleus of players there? Poshley has been there four years, which in Spurs terms as a manager is quite a long time. Mm. But if you're looking at Mourinho and a Ferguson, you know, going on winning things, it's not a long time. Do you think that what he's done over four years so far, with the tools he's got, uh, you you talked about net spend, there is no net spend, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. do you think he's done a jo- good job over the four years? Do you want him to remain as Tottenham manager?
1: I want him to remain as Tottenham manager. I think he's a fantastic coach. I think he get, he's, he's created um, uh, the best out of players. I mean, he's got the best out of certain players. Um, I think, yes, what can you do when your, your 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 England international right-back is sold from beneath you at the start of the season? That was his choice. Mm. He freesed well, him well, out. It, it was his choice. The great thing about Tottenham is that we never actually know whose choice is. Who is in charge of the transfer? He froze him from out last he season. Knows. Uh, well, may, maybe, but the fact of the matter is, I often wonder when, when managers say it's their choice and whether they say this was their buy or whether they say uh, that it, it's trying to keep a happy ship in, in terms of who, who owns the club. I personally feel that the transfer policies are, are above the manager and, the, and usually are above the manager. But the fact of the matter is I, would, I love Pontchartine. I think he's a fantastic coach. I think he's uh, made players out of very of players that we never thought would, would be where they are now. So yes, absolutely. In terms of winning things, however, there is a dysfunction. Um, our record away from home against big sides, as you know, is is poor. We can't seem to get over the line. Um, our ma- uh, key matches in cup competitions, we just don't seem to be able to get over the line. And I think there has to be a balance. I, in terms, of, I, I don't want to have a Mourinho who's kind of quite negative but wins, you know. And I don't want a Venger a, a who's uh, you know just doesn't think about defence and but also wins. <laughs> but I mean, the fact of the matter is. There seems to be, when we, when we get to the cr- crunch, we're, we're failing. So we're falling short. Yeah. It, 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 it has to go back to the manager at the end of the day. I mean, I don't want to criticise the manager. I think he's brilliant. But I, I personally think it goes above him. I, I, I honestly believe that there's, there's um, an atmosphere at the club at the moment. And when I left the stadium on Saturday, I felt it again, that it's okay to lose. We're, we're, we're going to go anyway. The stadium's always going to be... The new stadium will be full. Either we win, lose or draw. Win, lose or draw, I'll always go to Tottenham for the rest of my life. Win, lose or draw. And I think we're, a, we're in a comfort zone where it seems to be okay. We don't even get that upset on this programme. okay? We, we come here and when it, when it all falls apart, and I was here with Darren Rockman who told me we we're going to win the Champions League. Um, when it all falls apart, we kind of go, oh well. You know, There's something there to, be to,
3: to lose eight semi-finals... <laughs> from, we've all been in the Spurs the same time. We never saw us lose the semi final no. until 93, wasn't it? Yeah. We'd, we'd always won a semi final. In the 50s, we lost to Blackpool, whatever, yeah. but from the lost, 60s to 80s. Two in three years they lost in the 50s. Isn't sorry? I think they lost, lost two in three did, years in the yeah, We lost a few then. So it, it, it's sort of new territory for us. Um, moving forward, we've got games coming up. Um, we haven't had time to talk about Brighton. You've touched on it, very disappointing. Uh, Watford on Monday, live on Sky Sports. Martin's already mentioned, obviously must win. If we win that and win that well, do you think we're up and running? Do you think we'll qualify for Champions
4: League? I always loathe to make positive <laughs> predictions about Tottenham because it bites you on the arse, doesn't it? But we should do. There's no reason why this team against those sides should not get 12 points. Yeah, We only need seven. Because of the goal difference position. If we don't beat Watford... We don't deserve to. I'll buy the 10 season tickets. (laughs) Right. You heard it here first. You know, beat Watford, we're then playing West Brom, who will be relegated by then... Mm. In all probability, because they've got to win on Saturday and have the results go against them, so they'll be what they're going to. Yeah, we play, had that then. against Newcastle yeah. away. Didn't we? Yeah, but that was
3: that was a, that Coventry was, away at White Hart Lane on the track, and that was they're, they're one like, of the worst home games I've ever but seen. But there I yeah.
4: do think that that Newcastle game was because the players gave everything to try and win the league, and once yeah. they couldn't win the league, they didn't care anymore. I know it's wrong, but they did. They actually only mm. wanted to win. Last season, when they didn't couldn't win the league anymore they wanted to come second mm. and they came second. And that last week, bang, 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 you know, all those goals scored mm. because they wanted to come second. They want to finish top four. I've no doubt about that. And they know it's entirely in their hands. And it may be they only need four points, but mm. they know that seven guarantees it with goal difference. So, just go and splosh Watford because Watford are rubbish.
1: So, do you do you think we've overachieved or underachieved this season?
4: I think we actually, give, I still think that Wage bill is the biggest predictor of where you should finish. And on that basis, given we played every game away from home, and I know it's become a regular away from home, but it's still an away from home, given all the other problems, I think it's been a positive season in which we have more than achieved.
1: Overachieved.
4: I would say slightly overachieved from a personal view. I agree. And that doesn't mean I don't get frustrated as hell when you have that supine second half on Saturday... But I also saw, I've also seen some of those other performances. And I've you know, seen them play against Dortmund and Madrid and seen them kill Liverpool. Murder Arsenal 1-0, which was actually 6 or 7 the way they played. Mm. Win at Chelsea. There's an, there are some negatives, but for me they've been more than outweighed yeah, the by big, the positives. All the big clubs have bad
2: days. Manchester City lost to Wigan. You know, and they got absolutely steamrolled by Liverpool. And they're the best team in the country by miles. You know, you can have a bad day in a big game. I mean, City, those fans, what imagine what they were thinking. They must have versions of you on their podcasts. God forbid. That, that Liverpool, I mean, that was a cat- catastrophe. The two Liverpool games mm. and the Man United game all the in the But, all but, but, spent. but
1: Theo, in all fairness, you know, in not, one league cup in 20 years. That means we've had an awful lot of bad days. Yeah, we we've had, had well, an awful lot, lot of bad days. We teams. used
2: to be very bad. We're not very bad anymore. We were for the bulk of those 20 years, we were very mediocre. Mid-table team, as we know, we, we all sat through it. We sat through the nineties and the.
1: Well, y- 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 I, I walked behind a Man United fan coming out who looked about twenty, and he said to his dad, "Dad, I've Tottenham if i won anything." And you know what? I actually a little I, sod. I, well, no, not a little sod. I actually thought, God, you're about twenty. And you've actually probably never remembered us ever winning yeah, anything. Or have never seen us win anything.
4: When his dad, was 20, when his dad was 20, he'd never seen United win anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's cyclical. <laughs> Things change.
1: Yeah.
4: Look, this
3: has been a wonderful show. I uh, hope you enjoy this at home. We've got to finish. Uh, don't forget the Spurs show outro music uh, from Adam Lightspeed, who's here tonight. Go to com. The next show we have, we're talking about trophies. We have a man who's won... FA Cup UEFA Cup League Cups played for England an absolute winner through and through and lead as well uh, but for now uh, Robert Easton thank you so much thank you. Theo Delaney and finally if you haven't bought White Hart Lane Spurs glory is <laughs> Martin Lipton wonderful work Martin Lipton as well thank we'll you. see you next week come on you Spurs This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at Spurshow.net.
2: The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks.
4: Hi, this is Ryan Mason. I'm really looking forward to seeing you at the Spurs Show end of season event at 100 Club on May 16th. Go to live.spursshow.net for tickets. See you there.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network